and welcome to the Filene Fill-In, the podcast where we fill you in on what's been going on here at Filene's home base and out and about in the financial services world. I'm Holly Fearing with Filene, and today's podcast brings us part two of interviews we recorded on the scene at CUNA's GAC at the end of February. This time I had the chance to sit down with Visa's Doug Layton, head of community accounts. If you recall, in part one, we heard from Filene Fellow, Dr. Sekou Burmese, as well as George Hoffheimer, all about the Center of Excellence for the War for Talent, what credit unions can expect from the research, and the Center's first colloquium, which is on September 14th. If you haven't heard part one yet, go check that out now. It's definitely worth a listen. But on to part two. In the interview you're about to hear, Doug shares why Visa finds it so important to support credit unions, to help them win top talent in the face of intense competition, and to help bring an entire generation, as employees and then as members, into the credit union movement. Before we get to it, just a reminder to new listeners of our podcast that you can catch all future episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now also Google Play. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what we're doing here, please leave us a rating or a comment. If you'd like to suggest something for a future show, you can tweet us at at Filene Research, or you can tweet me at at Fearing Holly, or email me at hollyf at filene.org. Thank you so much for listening, and now, on to the show. Predominantly credit unions, things okay. of that nature. Okay, perfect. So I'm here at CUNA's GAC conference with Doug Layton from Visa. So, Doug, tell me what does that mean to be head of community accounts for Visa and how does that land you here at GAC? Well, the, most of my accounts within the community account space are credit unions. Okay. Over 60% of the accounts that me and my team cover are credit unions, and GAC is the biggest credit union show in the world, I'm sure, and it's many times bigger than any other show that we go to, whether that's one that's for banks, whether that's for fintech, anybody else. This GAC is absolutely a a place in which you can bump into lots and lots of different people and get your message out to literally thousands of credit union professionals. Great. Well, thank you for taking some time out of your day today to join us to talk with the folks who listen to the Filene Fill-In podcast. We really appreciate your being a guest and now a friend of the podcast. So yesterday we had the Filene breakfast and there was a big announcement that Visa would be contributing $1 million to fund Filene's fifth and final center of excellence. And this center is focused on the war for talent. Um, this is we, we spoke with our research fellow, Sekou Burmese, yesterday about the importance of this topic, um, not just for the credit union industry, but this research will be specifically um, in, a, in an effort to help credit unions succeed. So this is a big topic for credit unions. So we, we are absolutely thrilled to have Visa be our partner in this effort and to support us in this way. Can you talk to me a little bit about, you know, what does this partnership mean for Visa and how, how did Visa come to be interested in, in supporting this work? Sure. The partnership with Filene and, and also with Q's as part of a broader initiative that were titled Building the Next Generation of Credit Union Leaders. When you look at the talent pipeline 
in the credit union space, just as you would in other industries. Uh, there's intense competition for people coming out of college or people at the early part of their careers to build their careers within the credit union space. Um, we felt that it would be really, really helpful to the credit union movement if Visa supported an initiative that helped to enrich that pipeline. Mm -hmm. So the Center of Excellence on the War for Talent really is the core of this. The research effort that goes along with it, and working to bring in you know, an entire generation of folks into the credit union space as employees, which in turn, of course, creates a lot more great ideas to then bring those very same that same generation in as members, mm -hmm. helps this first phase. It brings the folks into the credit union movement, working at credit unions, uh, appeals to their sense of a mission-driven place to work. The second aspect of it is the partnership with the Cooperative Trust in support mm -hmm. of the crashers. So the idea being a bit of a continuum, that perhaps you bring somebody in because of the research and the best practices that come out of the Center of Excellence. And then once you get them there, then you expose them to events such as GAC, where we're at today, mm -hmm. where the crashers come and literally crash the party, yeah. but also get exposure to lots of leaders and lots of decision-making that goes on here. Mm -hmm. The third aspect of it is with Q's, in which we partnered on the CEO Institute uh, in a sponsorship manner, with the idea being that perhaps a crasher, as they continue in their career, can then take that, that last step and attend the Institute so that they, in turn, can be a CEO of the credit union that they're working at from a succession standpoint, or take those talents and uh, had, a, uh, had another credit union continuing that and mm -hmm. that bringing a, you know, a new generation of folks into the space. Yeah, that's really a, a thorough uh, approach to take in this. So I commend you for thinking through strategically rather than just um, trying to um, piecemeal this work together. Yeah. You really um, thought through kind of the full spectrum to make it uh, a, not only a successful research center, but successful for those that will be impacted by what comes out of it. Yeah, thank you. And things like the event that we were at last night, the Herb Wagner Award with the National yeah. Credit Union Foundation, where we were able to witness, um, among two other amazing stories with Stan and Maria, we were able to witness the Cooperative Trust winning the Outstanding Program Award. Now, this isn't your first experience with GAC with the crashers. We were talking a little bit um, before this podcast um, some of the experiences that you've had and that, that Visa has had in attendance here in the past. Can you share a little bit about what impression the um, the credit union industry or, or the crasher program has, has left on Visa before? Sure. The My first visit to GAC just a few years ago was just an overwhelming experience to see just the breadth of um, of credit union leaders here, you know, 5,000 people in the General Assembly and uh, you know, all the different exhibitors and, and also seeing the collaboration that, you know, the, the amount of interaction between credit unions was really, it was quite eye-opening. Mm -hmm. When I came back the next year, I felt much more a part of the credit union space because we had, uh, we'd spent a lot of that year working very closely with our credit union colleagues. Um, and 
I also, at that time, got exposed to Filene in a much bigger way and the Crashers. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that we talked about the Herb Wegner dinner because it was just last year where Visa hosted six Crashers at the dinner. Right. And that experience was transformative. I know that word gets thrown around a lot, mm-hmm. but it truly was for me. I walked out of there with just you know, a level of excitement and exuberance in finding a way to support this industry. And it all came together at that point with the war for talent, uh, you know, the need for there to be a sponsor, uh, and also my desire to make sure that the crashers continued to stay vital and that there was funding available to make sure that that group that provided so much excitement for me could also do the same for uh, the crashing the crashers as a group. So, uh, you know, coming out of that, we put together this initiative to make sure that we there was some financial commitment for these uh, for these events, and we were really, really pleased to make that announcement mm-hmm. on February 27th. Mm-hmm. I, I know that um, Filene couldn't be more honored and humbled to um, be here to be able to see the reaction that the Cooperative Trust has, has gained over the last handful of years, mm-hmm. starting it with um, really just the answer to the question of why aren't there more young people here yeah. and wanting to do something about it and, and fast forward to today and uh, it, it really is what needs to happen but it's humbling to see that it's not just us realizing it, it's not just us seeing it but uh, so many other players are now supporting us and saying mm. you guys are doing good work and uh, we want to help you out. So I can't even uh, begin to fully express what that means yeah. to Filene. Well, it's your wonderful partner and you've been great to work with and I look forward to the four years of collaboration with the uh, Center of Excellence. Mm-hmm. When you look around the, the credit union space, so many people particularly leaders within the credit union industry, arrive at credit unions later in their careers. So many of them had worked at banks, for example, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then come to credit unions at the tail end of their careers. I frequently ask this question, whether it's individually or in large groups, I will ask folks, did you work somewhere before you worked at a credit union? And many, many people will raise their hand. Mm -hmm. I'll ask the same, I'll take the question, the, the obverse and say, do you know anybody that left a credit union Right. when they're later in their careers to go work for a bank. Right. And the answer is invariably no. Once you discover mm-hmm. the credit union movement, you recognize that there's so much vitality there. There's so much community spirit. So people don't go back. Absolutely. Right? So the, the notion for me was, what more could Visa do to create that, that excitement, to create that commitment to credit unions for folks early in their careers as opposed to latter in their careers, Mm -hmm. which is another reason I'm so fond of the crashers because I feel that, like, they've been given a gift in a way. It's like, I wish that when I was 21, I could have been Mm -hmm. exposed to credit union leadership and had a chance to build my career within the credit union industry, Uh, and they're getting that opportunity. And And it's important for the industry, it's important for Visa, it's important for Filene mm-hmm. to continue to expand and grow on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can speak personally from being involved in the Crasher program for a handful of years that while other industries may have similar young professional groups, I cannot 
I can't fathom that any other industry has such committed, dedicated, and and really life changing effects on the people that go through this program. So I, I just again means the world to me and Filene to to know that um, that we have the support to be able to continue in this work. I wanted to ask you next a little bit about the impact that you might see this having on the credit union industry. Of course, the center is meant to um, be able to improve credit unions' ability to retain and attract top, top talent. Mm -hmm. So what do you see um, maybe being a possible outcome of the research that's going to be done with the center? Well, at a minimum, you're going to see uh, a wide variety of best practices. You're going to see tools that will be developed that can support all credit unions. Um, I think the credit union, I think the credit union movement has inherent the opportunities for young people. Um, again, thinking to you know a key aspect of what millennials look for in the workplace is they're, they're mission driven. You know, they're looking for more than just a profit motive. Mm -hmm. And there's no other area, certainly within financial services, and generally, I think, within the economy as a whole, that provides that mission-driven aspect, that you are really, truly giving back to your communities. And you know, Maria, our award winner from last night, was mm -hmm. a testament to that. You know, all the different stories that she shared about giving back to her community. Yep. And the... Uh, the, the wonderful statement that she said, which was, God has given us much so that we can give more. Yeah. And you know, that's the sort of thing that it's there. That's, that's inside. And it's just a matter of just opening it up and, and allowing that to flower. And I think that that's where you know, those findings is going to, I guess, you know, create that, mm -hmm. you know, allow that flower to bloom and uh, bring lots of folks into the movement. Right. And in a way, it, it can be, we've heard this theme throughout the conference, but kind of planting a seed as yeah. well. And that from this and, and from the recruitment at uh, of the right people at the right time in their lives, um, this could potentially enhance a credit union's marketing ability, enhance their uh, community aspects, um, just there's so many possibilities yeah. for uh, what content that could come out of this. Yeah, well, we talk a lot about the pace of change mm -hmm. and innovation mm -hmm. and how the pace of change continues to accelerate. Uh, and as a side note, that's another area that Visa is, uh, is supporting is ensuring that smaller financial institutions, credit unions particularly, don't feel overwhelmed by the pace of change and feel mm -hmm. that they just can't compete with the large multinational financial institutions. The best way to foster innovation and the best way to ensure that credit unions are relevant to a generation that is looking for digital connectivity and uh, convenience and many, many channels in which they're interacting with their financial institution, mm -hmm. the best way to develop those products and services is to have people in the credit union that are of that same generation yep. that you know, understand how to appeal to um, a younger generation, not an older generation trying to figure it out or attending seminars and hearing, oh, this is what millennials and this is what Gen X and this is what Gen Z want. It's to be a millennial and Gen Z to say, well, I don't need to hear somebody else tell me. I know. And here we're going to deploy this product. We're going to deploy the service. We're going to create this technology mm -hmm. 
that will attract those customers, uh, mm -hmm. those members. Yeah, it's, it, there's almost this unspoken human quality of it mm -hmm. that people like to be part of organizations where they can see themselves, where they can right. see people like them. So, I mean, that works for any number of different types of people in diversity when you when you look at it yep. from a step back. You know, you want to see yourself reflected in the organizations that you're part of. So it's absolutely important. So last question before we go, or maybe there'll be one more after this, we'll see. But you mentioned um, four years with, with this partnership. That's right. So what is that, what do you see that future? What is, what's in that four years ahead with this, pro with this program? Well, I wish I knew. I, <laughs> I wish I could say, look into a crystal ball and see what happens at the end of four years. And I hope it's a lot more than four years. Mm -hmm. You know, as this environment continues to develop and continues to evolve, I hope that there's a lot more opportunities for Visa to play a role in creating a vibrant and uh, healthy credit union space into the future. Mm -hmm. uh, but I certainly do hope that at the end of the four years and even throughout the course of the four years, that the getting back to planting a seed that we you know plant that seed and that we put lots of water and tending to it such that um, you know credit unions have credit unions are viewed by folks perhaps more so than just the credit the folk the young people that work at credit unions on their university campuses and grow through that way but uh, that the credit union movement is viewed by college graduates and other people that are in the early part of their careers, you know, as a place in which they can grow a career mm -hmm. and not just a stopping place, not just a place to work for a few years on the platform and then work at a bank, mm -hmm. but rather a place where they can grow. Um, you know, they can be a part of the crashers. They can attend training sessions led by Q's and ultimately mm -hmm. the CEO Institute and achieve that, you know, those senior leadership positions at credit unions. It's that, mo you know, I just want to expand on that notion and have folks that maybe don't have a parent that was working at a credit union or part of a credit union, but just a general recognition that, hey, this is a really great place to build a career. Right, right. And it sounds cliche, but it's it's about making it a career instead of a job, right? Right. So people feel that they belong and um, the credit union industry is a great industry to, to belong to because it is so wel welcoming and it feels it feels just like a family. It's unlike anything else in financial services in which there is collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, every entity says that they're customer-centric, mm -hmm. <laughs> whether it's the dry cleaners, whether it's the guy that details your car, uh, or whether it's a credit union. Mm -hmm. But credit unions are unique in that their customers are their members. And when they say that they are member-centric, it's real. Mm -hmm. Where everybody else might say they're customer-centric. Well, they really are about the person or the family or the shareholders that own the company. That's ultimately who yep. is the beneficiary. In the credit union world, it's the members themselves who are the mm -hmm. beneficiaries. And that, it makes it really unique and gets back to my earlier thought around being purpose-driven. You know, it's a mission-driven environment. And I think that, that really appeals to many younger people as they're at their formative stages in their careers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Well, this was great. Thank you so much for, for talking with us today. Do you have anything else you'd like to mention to our listeners before we end our podcast today? The only thing I would mention is what a pleasure it has been to work with Filene, the entire team at Filene, uh, not just on this initiative, but on the incubator that we mm-hmm. put together supporting minority households and the underserved. Uh, it has been truly, truly wonderful, a great partnership, and I think there's much that we can continue to do together. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Doug, and thank you for taking your time today out of your busy day at GAC. I hope you enjoy the rest of your GAC and that there'll be many, many more opportunities for us to connect with Filene and have Visa be a part of it. Well, thank you, Holly. It was my pleasure. Thank you. All right. If the idea of joining us and our researchers for each of our centers of excellence interests you, we do have five colloquia this year alone that you can attend and are free for Filene members to do so. Just head to filene.org and check out our Centers of Excellence under Research. FYI, we've got one coming up on April 6th, then another on May 18th, then June 15th. And of course, as we mentioned earlier, we have one in September on September 14th as well. So do go check those out and reserve your spots today. And that's it for the Filene fill-in folks. Thanks for listening. And thank you again to Visa and specifically to Doug Layton for hanging out with us for a bit during the whirlwind of GAC. We certainly enjoyed it. Oh, and hey, podcast fans, don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes so more fans can find us. And be sure to catch us again next time on the Filene Fill-In Podcast to keep up with what's going on at Filene. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) 